Don't I say that what? Hello and welcome along to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Don't Say That What podcast. Sponsored this week by Smeg Fridges. Buy three and keep people two metres away from you. <laughs> Joining me this week is Dan Biles. How's it going? See, so you, you undersold that in a, in a production meeting. There, <laughs> On the spot, that is, mate. I told you, mate, I could write, I could write for a sitcom. That was a... Uh, what fucking nonsense was that? So... units of measurement that this government's putting out (laughs) the most relatable being the width of a fucking fridge any ideas what that is i've got no idea mate but did you see how tory somebody went with it um they said oh one land rover or like 12 peacocks or something ridiculous (laughs) like ridiculous just like fucking talking like Anything like this, and I'm sure we'll get onto it a little bit more in a bit, but anything like this, you need to take the lowest common denominator of society because that's the person you need to make sure is safe. It's like it's 400 hypodermic needles <laughs> lined up end-to-end. That's it, or a burnt-out fiesta. <laughs> Just keep it simple. Shall yeah, we get on with it? Yeah, let's do it. What the fuck's going on? So for the first time, we've only actually got a week's worth of news to cover because we've actually managed to put back-to-back episodes together, which is uh, a nice change. Yeah, I mean, it's just the two of us again, but at least we're being consistent. And that's what it's about. I hear a lot of a lot of people who like stream or do podcasts, and they all say sometimes the content they do is not the greatest. Which, is, but that, that's what made my ears light up. So I thought we were making money. So how do you make your money if your content's not good? Because this sounds this sounds like our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, if anything, we're great <laughs> at making bad content. <laughs> it's what we specialise in, really. It should be the tagline <laughs> of the podcast. It's our wheelhouse. <laughs> um, and, and they all say it's consistency. And, you know, let's, let's put this, you know, mediocre content out uh, on a weekly basis. Well, that, that sort of has quite happily kicked me off with my first point. Beautiful. Is the uh, the false testing figures that have been unearthed this week. So obviously the uh, the aim of 100,000, which then became 200,000 tests a day, was uh, being the be-all and end-all for the, the government. Uh, it turns out that saliva and nasal tests carried out on the same person have been counted separately in the testing figures. So one person is counting as two tests further cooking the the books so to speak so by my reckoning if this pod gets podcast gets listened by two years on average we might have the odd van gogh listener but <laughs> we're probably up to about nine listeners using that methodology well i've heard evander holyfield's listened to one as well so that's another half i hear just talk about tyson last week didn't he? So, yeah so we're <laughs> doing a bit we're of hitting nine and a half if he listens to half a podcast would that then be a quarter exponentially less (laughs) depending on the length of time and how much of his ear he had the earphone over that's yeah that's interesting to uh to work out definitely have to have an abacus to work out viewership if someone can extrapolate those figures and let me know that'd be great well i think we've got people in charge who do an excellent job of that (laughs) to be able to 
you know, probably just somehow find a way to get a naught on the end. Yeah, didn't we do well? Excellent, mate. And to be fair, um, unfortunately, it's going to be another one of those weeks where I hate talking about politics, but it, it's really a heavy politics-led program again. So We're not going out and they're taking over the telly once a day, every day. So, yeah, what what do you expect? That's it. So if you're not really a big politics fan or you're not really interested in uh, what's going on in this country, um, turn off like, now. Well, actually, or you like the Tories, I guess. Yeah, well... The thing is, is like if it was the other way around, I'd still be slating like the Red Boys. I don't. Yeah, I'm not really asked about who's in charge. It's just making sure that they're accountable and they're doing a good job. I, f- I find it e- easier to slate the Tories because they are less aligned with my upbringing. Yeah, that's that's a fair comment. I totally agree. Um, but yeah, if you do decide to tune out, if you could wait to the quarter point and let us know if you've got one or two ears, just for our count up for next week. That'd be great. <laughs> Just makes it easier for dealing round figures. Exactly. Um, and also as well, we've had a little bit of feedback. Um, Stuart Black, Alex Brazenall this week, giving us a bit of a shout out as to that they're enjoying the content. Um, we might need you boys to maybe to listen to this podcast one and a half times just to help us round those numbers up. So we'll, we'll let you know. Depends if Evander's listened again. That's it. Definitely. Um, first thing I've got, mate, is sort of staying on that political topic of... Uh, the teachers, mate, or public the school teachers. teachers. Yeah. Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. Well, they're not being allowed to leave them alone, mate. They've got to go back and teach them by the looks of it. <laughs> but only if you're in a public school. Uh, the state schools aren't going back till uh, September. So Eton, um, Harrow, Winchester. Funnily enough, all the schools that all the politicians' kids go to, they're not going back till September. That's been it's decided. Right, because the au pairs will be looking after those kids, won't they? That's it. Awesome, re- awesome grandparents in Durham. But we'll get on to that. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> That's what we call a tease. That's what we call a mediocre tease for some mediocre news. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate, it's just a fast. Like, obviously, you're, you're probably not quite in the situation yet of having to worry too much about schools as such and, and, and what's going on. But it probably, if this goes on for 12 months or so, I guess Child it will cares. become... Yeah. There's a massive issue for us because uh, my other half's potentially going back to work on the 1st of June. She works in childcare. So then we've got the, the issue of I'm working full time or I'm working at home, but I'm working full time. So do we risk sending the little into nursery and being exposed to countless number of other kids who almost certainly aren't going to be social distancing because they don't understand at that age? Or do we send him to relatives to be looked after again going against the uh the advice of the the government but at the same time i can control what exposure he's getting there yeah it's it's one of these we've had the same conversations here it's like we don't quite know what to do for the best we don't know mm-hmm. what's like uh, again sort of similar to your situation we've got a key worker uh in this house once the schools go back Ironically, though, isn't it? Everyone funny that, wants pop. Well, that's it. Yeah, and to be or, fair, or newspapers. Sorry, <laughs> newspapers. Well, if, what I'm going to do not is, got past that yet. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, locksmith, mate, because you would think that would be a key worker, but it isn't. Really? Yeah, you think a locksmith would be a key worker, wouldn't you? Is Dave Smith a key worker? <laughs> um, I think he's just a bargain blower, mate. <laughs> uh, well, he, he sells bargain blowers. 
communication were great on podcasts <laughs> um yeah mate so so basically it's a bit of a shitstorm nobody quite knows what to do for the best like there's a there's a facebook page for the school and for the class um for for our school and i think it's kind of split 50-50 as like half seem to be going back half seem not to be going back quite a few which have said they're going back but they haven't made a final decision i don't think we find out till the 28th do we what's actually going to happen yeah uh, it all feels like a bit of a test the water situation but like they've said oh everyone's going back in june and then they're just going to like let it lie and see what people say um and not not have a, a real plan in place for if things if on the 28th they go yeah go back it's like shit we've got th- three days or it, you won't even have that will you because i'm sure that straddles the weekend it's like Okay, how do we now put the sort of precautions in place to ensure that the buildings are sanitised and all that? I know from sort of Haley's experience, they're having an induction next week to determine like how they're going to work going forwards, possibly from the week after. Just it all seems very rushed and like there's no thought actually gone into the logistics of how this will work. Yeah, and to be fair, for, I don't know what you think, mate, but this is crying out for like one of those sort of fake in it Channel 4 documentaries. <laughs> if you read Twitter, like every man and his dog, especially football Twitter, um, you know, is, is fucking thinks it's a piece of piss going and teaching kids in school. Yeah. Um, so it would be class to see Dave WHUFC 1983 crying in the staff room after two lessons because he's been called a fat nonce by a 12-year-old. <laughs> It'd just be is- great telly, wouldn't it? Is he a Twitter bot, though, with that handle? Well, it's Dave West Ham United Football Club 1982. So that that's not actually... If that is actually a real Twitter handle, please don't give him a stick because that was just purely made up on the spot. Uh, it could be a nice guy, although if he's a West Ham fan with that sort of handle, he probably is some that sort of like alt-right extremist. Dave West Ham <laughs> You're checking it. FC. Do you have the FC in it, yeah? Yeah, WHUFC. 1982 go to it's got to be one this account doesn't exist oh. so either it did exist and he's been nonced out of twitter <laughs> or it, it never existed in the first place and you've you've struck lucky there kev fantastic so i've not i've not caused any um li- Un- no, undue libel, bullying. slander 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 <laughs> so that's good then he's um, never been slandered Talking of like fake news, mate, and slander. Um, have you managed to pick up a copy of the Times this week at all? Have I? Fuck. No, neither have I, mate. I've obviously working for a newspaper, mate. As as we've cleared up on the last podcast, <laughs> um, I wouldn't obviously buy any other newspapers. But um, you'll probably be familiar with the fake fake news showbiz fake showbiz news account on Twitter. Yeah. So they they have some great content. I think there was something about. Little Mix complaining about the car parking in Ealing or something the other day. <laughs> just really just like, basically it's a bit like a, you know, like these random randomized generators where you just have like, like a generic celebrity, an issue, and then like their, their stance on it. And it's kind of like somebody's just spinning the wheels on them. And it's like, Oh, Jesse J, um, pedestrianization of Norwich city center for <laughs> it. And just kind of like pops out the story. Well, about 10 days or so ago, there was one which was uh, Emma Bunton has confessed that she wouldn't know where to start when it came to creating a vaccine for the virus. <laughs> um, this obviously was tweeted out by fake news, gets a bit of traction because everyone likes to just 
give it a little retweet. Um, and uh, it was picked up by the Times and run as a story. Oh, so it must have been a very slow news week. Do your background checks. This is how Vaughan ended up in a paper. <laughs> yeah, we've we've covered this in the, yeah. Go back to like series one, episode six, or whatever. It, it is. I think this. I think it's still unreleased. The uh, the full version. Oh, I think that oh, was the it? pilot we recorded. It's never seen the light of day. Brilliant. We'll 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 get that out at some point. We'll put it behind the paywall, so you have to really <laughs> prove you like us. Superb. Yeah, so I enjoyed that. Mate. What is there anything that you've particularly enjoyed this week? Uh, false hope, I reckon. With uh, Joe Rogan signing a hundred million dollar multi-year exclusive licensing deal with Spotify for for his podcast, it's good going, isn't it? So uh, I guess that the false hope, false hope aspect of it is uh, Spotify. If you're listening, we're open to offers for licensing. Failing that, give me a tenner and I'll show you my knob. I do have a, I do have a WhatsApp to show that. <laughs> I was well. just going to say I do have a tenner. I do have a tenner and I do have that picture, <laughs> so I've got both. I've got twenty quid in effect, assets and stock. just to clear it up, the picture that Kev has isn't my knob. It's a screenshot of me offering that to Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I have a separate picture with your knob on it, <laughs> probably from a holiday with you in the bath. Oh yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, We'll, we'll crop the audio out of that. That can be, be a new drop. <laughs> I'm a statue. So, um, just to cheer people up, because it is going that way, that we probably need a bit of cheering up. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's me- obviously Mental Health Week this week. Awareness, Mental Health Awareness Week. <laughs> just Mental Health Just week. Mental Health Week. This, this My health is mental, mate. <laughs> proper, proper mental, my health. Um. So for people who are getting a little bit down by being locked down for, what is it, almost 10 weeks now. Um, so these are a few things like you go back on and you look at and you think, actually, 10 weeks isn't too bad. So Japanese internment lasted a year. The Holocaust lasted four years. The Black Plague lasted five years, kind of five years. It was definitely more than 10 weeks. The yeah. Great Depression lasted 10 years. American slavery lasted 246 years. So, you know. That's a hell of a perspective, that. Yeah, bit of, bit of context for people. No one's coming around your house and whipping you for not watching the telly either, like, from the, the slavery point of view. Unless you ask them to. Yeah. You In can't case, pay for those sorts of services. However, it have to be a decent whip because you still need to stay two metres apart. Now, the thing is, mate, there'd be a really good link here, but I'm not, again, I don't stress to be any political expert, but I'm not sure who the, there's a whip in Parliament, isn't there? There is. So, like, that links quite nicely back in, but I don't know who, there's, is there a chief whip or something? Yeah, so each party's like, he's the guy that makes sure that the uh, the party are all, like, on the same message and that they're being portrayed the way they want to be portrayed sort of thing. Oh, right, Okay. There we are, I've learned something today. Um, I mean, if that's wrong, don't at me. Okay. Um, so somebody who isn't the chief whip, but is part of the party in charge, uh, Pretty Patel, has announced this week that we've ended free movement, and she's delighted that we've ended free movement. Um, obviously, effective for us, it's part of the Brexit plans uh, to, you know, inverted commas, close off our borders. Um, but what people need to remember is it closes off the borders two ways. 
it stops yeah. people coming into our country, but it also now means that we don't get freedom of movement in 27 other countries. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you love going to Benidorm to drink cheap beer and look at old tar through the tits out, have a think. Unless you're going up to Trio now to look at the signs, you can't see it. <laughs> but yeah, there's been a few really good tweets that sum this up, and it's kind of this this one from at Guitar Moog. Change it. Um, <laughs> Steve Bullock, his real name, just use that. It's a good name. Only in England could people cheer their own rights being taken away and their own children's prospects being diminished. Where else would anyone believe that they had achieved some great victory by giving up their freedom of movement in 27 countries solely to stop others from having it in just one? <laughs> Bang on. Yeah, sums it up beautifully. So well done, uh, Steve. But well, commiserations on your... Uh, on your shit handle. Your sh- yeah, your <laughs> shit handle. <laughs> which, which ironically is, is what caused the coronavirus, some people are saying. <laughs> Patented the shit handle. Is. You, yeah, you can't. If you shit on a handle, somebody's going to... Turn the handle. They might even lick the handle. Because a little bit of that going on, wasn't there? A bit of handle yep. licking. A bit of handle licking. You don't want to lick the handle. That's just that's just bad bad etiquette to begin with. Just anyone's handle. Just don't lick people's handles. <laughs> you lick your own handles if you want to. If, if you're comfortable. You're into. If you know where they've been. Like, ideally just on your door. <laughs> and in your hand. Not up your arse. But yeah, let's, lick it then. But let's not bury the lead. At Guitar Moog, change it. <laughs> um, anything for you, pal, about handles or changing it or licking it? <laughs> or uh, anything else, really? Sir Tom. Sir Tom. A Roy Sir Tom, which is ironic. That's probably the first time in the last 40 years Captain Tom has had a Roy's without the assistance of Viagra. <laughs> But he's he's been added to the government's uh, honours list for services to distract him from what Hancock and Johnson are fucking up. Does does you might not know this, but I've just open question. Um, does the title of does a knighthood? So does the sir part override the colonel? So is he no longer a colonel now, or is he sir colonel? I think he's sir colonel inverted commas captain because I say we all know him, Tom Moore. It's, it's quite a mouthful. <laughs> I don't, which which he hasn't been able to pr- provide for many years, as you've already said. I don't know. You could pop it in floppy. It just wouldn't have the same effect. It'd just be a bit boring, wouldn't it? Just be like eating spaghetti. <laughs> Trying to play snooker with rope. <laughs> Do you know how much, mate? So he's raised £33 million. Yeah. Do you know how much extra each house would have to pay income tax to rise that, raise that for the NHS? Without the need for charity, probably about forty-five quid a year, maybe something like that. It would take point naught naught five pence per household. <laughs> yeah, I've I've massively underestimated how many houses there are. There are a lot of uh, help to buy, as we've established on many rap videos on Facebook uh, in the past. But um, yeah, it just we got Kevin Vaughan. Chat shit as much as you want, you cunt. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. I'm glad those guys are still knocking about. Um, so, yeah, it just goes to show, like, it was a colossal es- effort to raise £33 million, But, like, if everyone just chipped in a little bit more, we could we could just 
put that money into um, the NHS without. Okay, and then next, if we go to the, uh, if we go stateside. Stateside. And if we go to Mississippi, the governor of Mississippi, it's that time of year where people are starting to get their uh, academic results. Um, So there's a couple of things on this. Firstly, there's, um, what do they call it? It's um, completely escaped me what it's called. Graduation. Graduation. Yeah. Um, So somehow they've managed to get the governor of Mississippi to read out, I'm guessing in lieu of like a proper, you know, like the end scene from Star Wars, they all get medals like they have in America for like, uh, for graduation. Yeah. Um, in lieu of that, I'm guessing they've just got the governor of Mississippi to read out everybody's name. Yeah. Um, somebody there was slipped in a comedy name. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think we've got the clip. We have. <laughs> that's good that's it that's student Harry Asscrack <laughs> that's fantastic unfortunately Hughie Rex- Rexon and Jack Meoff didn't actually finish all their exams otherwise it could have had a- <laughs> yeah Jack, Me- Jack Meoff pulled out <laughs> of his course <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, I'm glad people are still having fun and finding ways to take advantage with uh, Zoom and Skype and that. One thing I can't understand, mate, right? You might know this because you're a bit more tech-savvy than me. How did, Skype, how did Skype not become like the the go-to in this situation? It had like a 17-year head start yeah, on yeah. Zoom and that. I don't know. I think uh, it's shit. That might be why. <laughs> Good. It's had 17 years of development and it's fucking total shit. They probably shit the bed all that time and something's just come along and nipped them. So I produced a live uh, Q&A session a few weeks back and about halfway through, two of the people in the live Q&A just became audio and were their video was frozen and both of them ended up in quite awkward-looking like stances for... The remainder of the live Q&A, it was fairly embarrassing, and that, that was via Skype. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a Scottish gym aerobic video, was it? <laughs> no. Have we had any more of them this week? Not that, I've, um, not that I've been able to find, but I do feel like I need to follow um, Naked Martin <laughs> and see if he's just popping up on anybody's. That would be brilliant. Actually, we need to do that. I'm going to make a note of that. Naked Martin, Zoom call. Do you reckon we can? Uh, he'll do anything for seven quid. Yeah. So we could probably like line up an aerobics class and just get him to stick a carrot up his ass the whole time, <laughs> and then at the end of it, eat it. Presumably, I don't know. I think he wants about twelve quid for 12, that. Twelve. Uh, gonna need another we'll sponsor. To, we need to get a better sponsor. <laughs> hey, if you want to see that happen, get in touch. Yeah, we'll we'll set up a crowdfund page. <laughs> what what's the campaign? Get naked Martin on Zoom aerobics. Just so he can stick a character up his arse and offend someone. <laughs> Is there a character limit on crowdfunding? Probably not. Kickstarter. I, I think it's like you offend someone's <laughs> a given when you're discussing naked Martin, to be fair. Yeah. That's kind of where you find if there's any 
any issues normally at the start of that. Um, like Carrot Starter or something. There might be a specialist <laughs> website for it. Oh, there's certainly a specialist website for Naked Martin. <laughs> oh, that's not. I don't even want to tell people about that. <laughs> oh, Alabama mud pie things. Yeah, not good. I guess that keeps us in the States, Alabama. Um, yes, it does, mate, yeah. Trump's been busy again this week, hasn't he? President Trump has warned farmers that gun control will leave their potatoes defenceless. Genuine headline. <laughs> this was uh, reported in... On, it, was on, it was on an online publication, wasn't it? Yes. This I was reported. I cannot remember which one. Uh, With a few clicks of the finger, I'm sure I'll be able I'm, to find I'm it. frantically scrolling back through our production meeting notes uh here we go it was in the huffington post mate so it was president donald trump offers an unusual warning to virginia farmers i don't know who she is on <laughs> tuesday <laughs> she got a, she got an animal crossing account <laughs> she's been fucking <laughs> harvesting those turnips for that 0.5 bank in interest rate <laughs> um they might be at risk because they need they need guns to protect your potatoes amazing nobody got like nobody guards their potatoes anyway like <laughs> now it's just like such a ridiculous thing to say is uh, you're big into farming simulator have I've you played about an hour have you got a gun that that's big into farming simulator mate um no mate to be fair i am playing like Two, like two American plots. So whichever one you do, you'd think you'd have some sort of armed guard by the sounds of this. Yeah. Um, although perhaps there's different protection rights around wheat. I think I'm only growing really wheat at the minute. So maybe wheat hasn't got the same... The same classification of protection. Yeah. It's like a class a class C vegetable. <laughs> yeah, you won't get prison time for it. You just get street caution. <laughs> Ironically, like the president, it's classy <laughs> vegetable. Um, he's also this week talked about um, his malaria drug that he's taking to perfect coronavirus, even though it has no proof that it actually helps. So just to get this right, he's a single specimen clinical trial. Is that what we're saying? He, he's definitely a specimen. I don't know about the rest. Because <laughs> there's no medical... Like, background to, or approval for taking this drug to prevent the diseases as someone told him that like mosquitoes carry it or something there's definitely something there isn't there it's a bit like um like the the, the torch situation isn't it from last week i reckon he's probably at like a mag light and he thought that's that'll sort me out for a week but then the battery will be gone in that now so i need to <laughs> top it up with some tasty fucking tasty boys some tasty pill boys Pop in these. Mm. It's a bit like the old woman who ate, like, swallowed a fly and, like, thought, <laughs> oh, I need to send a spider in after it. And I think he's doing the same thing. Perhaps he'll die. Yeah, it's a bit like the uh, Rick and Morty episode of Anatomy Park, where they build a, they build a, like, a disease fairground in some homeless guy. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, the thing is as well, it's like, He's he's in a he's in the vulnerable age bracket as well. He is, and and also as well, I think a lot of people are taking great delight this week in calling him morbidly obese. 
<laughs> you fat fuck Trump. <laughs> <laughs> They've been saying he's he's not only in the age bracket, but he's also morbidly obese. <laughs> and then they just have a little wry smile to themselves. It's like I've got away with that because it's a scientific term. But as uh, Boris Johnson's proved, being a fat fuck didn't kill him. If in fact he had it. Well, you start to wonder, don't you, with everything going on, if if it wasn't just some sort of ploy to get him a week's holiday. We uh, should should we should we take it now? We've we've mentioned Bo we've mentioned Bojo. Yes, Joy mate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a remix one. It was like a um, prodigy remix. It had like a <laughs> bit of like echo on it. That's just just there. That cabbage spoke, mate. <laughs> I hope he's got somebody protecting him with a gun. <laughs> They're class A. You're right. <laughs> class A. He'd been on some class A's, I'm sure. It wouldn't surprise me. Or some oat cakes. He was from Stoke, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Um. So yeah. So are we going to go to uh, today's hot off the press news? Hot off we? the press. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Cummings been doing some goings, hasn't he? <laughs> um, during the outbreak where everybody was told not to travel, not to leave their house, especially if they've got the virus, he decided he was going to take a 240-mile road trip from London up to Durham to stay with, I believe it was his parents, um, along with his wife, because they both had symptoms and they felt they weren't going to be able to look after their child uh, yeah. effectively yeah. because they both had symptoms uh, which has basically caused a massive rift once again in people some are saying oh it was common sense to drive 240 miles up the country to parents other people are saying well everybody else has been locked down they've not seen relatives for months because of the risk of passing something on they knew they had it and they risk you know they've put them at even more risk than being his parents um so yeah it's kind of a Another divisive issue for the country to argue over. I want to know. Government have got a job today. I don't know if you've heard. They've been talking about how they've been improving the uh, the traffic infrastructure today. So um, they tried to cover over with a bit of good news. Made, but, made um, that road to Durham really fucking smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's like it only takes them an hour now because it's so smooth. <laughs> Did uh, I noticed Boris didn't turn up to defend his his best mate. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was. He knew that the questions he'd be getting. Maybe is anyone asking the question? Like we had, obviously Kim Jong Un potentially was dead. But has anyone seen Boris recently? There was some stock footage of him clapping on Thursday night, ironically. But was that was that legit? Was it valid? Excuse the pun, but I think he's lying low. <laughs> he's certainly lying. Um. I've got also as well, mate, a bit something I could possibly teach you here, mate, something a bit of a a teaching point for the day. Okay. Um so everybody on Twitter today, all the all the politicians, they've all come out and come out with like a very generic statement saying, Oh, taking care of your wife and your child is justifiable and reasonable. Um so there's Rishi Sunak, Rishi Sunak, Dominic Raab, um, Matt Hancock, uh, aka Peter Pandemic. <laughs> Um, Michael Gove, they've all come out and they've all come out really with the same thing. And the person who organizes that is the chief whip. Yep. 
So uh, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I don't know if you knew that, Dan. Yeah, back to Chief Whip. So that <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. It's just uh, passing off <laughs> passing off the thing I've learned off you. Thanks, mate. Yeah. So uh, um, Grant Shapps, the transport secretary, was uh, was put in in charge of today's briefing. Hence the uh, announcement they've been improving infrastructure. But obviously, that's just fucking chucking the deer to the wolves. It was very much so. Uh, you're it, not, you're not high level enough. You're very much expendable. Uh, good luck. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a who can we get who, you know, it isn't going to make much difference if he just completely fluffs it because we can always just shift him off. I wonder if um, Grant Shaps. I'm, I'm far too tempted to call him Grant Schnapps. <laughs> I wonder if he's uh, tweeted in support of uh, of Cummings. Um, I'm just wondering if there's some sort of secret code in the government because there's Hancock, which is suspiciously like Hancock. <laughs> there's Cummings. There's, you know, it's just Grant's chap. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, as as much as I love the nickname Peter Pandemic for Matt Hancock, like. Hancock is just so close to wanker anyway. I'm surprised that's not stuck in some way. Um, Michael Gove tweeted, caring for your wife is not a crime. It's a shame. That, that feels a bit like a subtweet to his boss, doesn't it? <laughs> that's good. So, yeah. Um, and apparently in the last hour, it's come out that he didn't make one trip up there, but he's made multiple trips up there. He's. I knew he was a vile cunt anyway. And now I like him even less, somehow. And again, like, we're not we're not lefties, we're not whatever, we're not Labour supporters. We're just kind of like calling people out for their BS when they when they when they hook in when they cause it. Um and nine times out of ten the people in power are the ones who are the ones fluffing their lines. Yeah. Um, I I do wonder why he's been excused by so many of these Tory MPs. I, I just wonder if it's he's secretly the puppet master or the uh, the controller of Boris, and that's why nobody wants to wants to call him out on it. There's a few tweets going around. So Danny Baker's come out and said Boris Johnson just disappears when it suits him. They can't carry on. Like just letting other people keep going up all the time. Um, surprisingly, Piers Morgan's back in the fray again. Um, he's put. I've, I've, I can't find it now, but I'm sure you can get online and find it if if you're listening. Um, to say that actually he's got family in London and he's also got like either like a a support like worker or somebody who supports his family, like almost like a nanny of sorts. That lives in London as well. So tr- driving 240 miles is completely like there was no need for it at all. Um, <laughs> poor Grant <laughs> Grant Shapps only took the Saturday shift so he could get time and a half and talk about laying some tarmac on the A66. <laughs> nice work. Yeah, so um, it's not going away, is it? It's not going away. No, I think the like. I kind of feel like this is the silver lining of this whole thing that this horror show of a government's being found out very early on in their uh, their tenure. 
it's um it's like a very rude awakening isn't it something like this happening so so early on yeah um part of me is like so like this is where like the balance comes in part of me thinks like one thing that really annoys me about like there's football twitter there's fiat 500 twitter <laughs> and there's politics twitter the one thing that really annoys me about politics is every time somebody makes a mistake they should resign yeah they should That's, resign. it really annoys me. so everybody is like oh if he's still in a job tomorrow it's a disgrace well in theory all he's done is what anybody else sorry anybody else who's done what he's done would just get a fine yeah i know he needs to be held to higher account because he's meant to be setting the example but like should he lose his job or should he just have like a fat fine because it's, it's not like a uh, to a degree it does sort of make your position untenable yeah, there there is an element of like how can you how can you now have if you're telling the authority that's it, if you're telling people what they must do and you're not doing it, it does make your position untenable. If if you're fudging your numbers, like, like uh, what's her face? Oh. Pretty Patel. Pretty Patel fudged her numbers, and uh, the Labour Labour MP last year. Oh, um, Ham, no, I want to call... No, I bet. Diane Abbott. <laughs> Diane Abbott. Oh, I, bet, no. I not. No, I, I was going to say another name, but I got the name confused and somebody just think, oh, you're just naming black female people now. <laughs> I was going to say Alison Hammond. And then you'd sound like your brother. Shit, shit myself. To go back to my point, uh, Pretty Patel and Diane Abbott, obviously fuck their numbers up in monumental ways on on numerous occasions and people think oh yeah they should be should be sacked for that it's like i i'd fuck my numbers up if i was in that sort of pressure situation where you've got journalists that are sort of vying for blood and just thrusting a uh, like handful of microphones in your face i can imagine that's a high pressure situation and in I, I don't know about Pretty Patel, but Diane Abbott's case, apparently she's a really good MP for her constituents. Like she fights there for their wants and desires and makes sure that their voice is heard. So really that's what being an MP is about. It's not about reciting numbers like a robot. It's about working for your constituents. So I think as long as you're doing that, you're being held accountable for that. Your media performance means fuck all. Yeah, and and to be fair, I agree with that both ways as well. Like if 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 they're red or blue and they're stood up there and somebody's questioning them over numbers, yeah. If they if they go up there and they make a mistake with their numbers and it's a genuine n- numerical mistake, that's fine as long as they know in when they get off that yeah, stage I mean, they've got a copy of the number and they understand it. That's fine. They say, "Oh, actually, I said this number, but it's this number." Yeah. That's fine. If you if you're not trying to fudge it, if you just make a genuine mistake or you can literally like Sometimes I'd like them to go there and just say, oh, I don't know, but what I'll do is I'll release a statement following this yeah. once I've looked at the numbers and I will confirm that. And that's what I do. It's exactly like you say. Like, I have to do that sometimes at work. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I'll say, I don't oh, know what's that. the price I'll of find this? Out. Yeah, no problem. I'll go away. I'll find that out and I'll come back to you because I'd rather tell you the right number than make up a number now that's not right and what's the price risk of getting the it newspaper? wrong. Um, to be honest, mate, I don't, I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> good, good answer. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the Piers Morgan tweets just pop back into, into line. Uh, Cummings wife's sister lives in London. 
his closest aide lives two streets away in London. Huh. Um, obviously, I don't know. You don't know how close his closest aide is, aid is to him to be able to give him, oh, here's a kid to look after. Yeah. Uh, but the sister's quite a compelling case. But, um, yeah, all you can see now is people saying, oh, I haven't driven the 120 miles to see my mom in eight weeks to sit even in the garden and have a cup of tea with her. I will be, I'll be driving down next week to see her. Um, because no chance, you'll, no, no doubt you'll be going to see yours again soon yeah. at some point. So it's just like, if nothing happens from this and they try and bury it, lockdown is pretty much unofficially ended. Yeah. That, that's there's the no risk. way they can keep it going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, Again, though, it just needs to be dealt with and sorted, doesn't it? But Lockdown being unofficially ended sort of leads on to lockdown being relaxed last week and the scenes of people queuing for miles for McDonald's drive through It does beg the question that if you've queued for a mile, you get through the drive through get your food handed to you, and then the inevitable happens and they've missed your nine chicken nugs. Do you have to go back to the start of the queue because you can't go into the store? Or do you just fuck the nugs off and think, take one, take one on the chin? If if I ever needed some food of a particular brand that much that I'd queue for like probably 45 minutes to an hour to get it, I'd overorder just for that sake of like knowing that if they mess something up, I'm not going back in this queue. I'll just order too much. And you know, deal deal with the consequences of that on the back end. If I queued for that long for a particular brand of food because I haven't had it for so long, I'd find a cliff and drive off it. Hundred percent, mate. But like, the thing is, is like two wrongs don't make a right with all this. So fair enough, they're queuing up, they're doing what they want to do. Sound fair enough. And then there's people who take to Facebook, literally spending forty five minutes to an hour on there responding to people about how they would never waste their time doing something <laughs> so mundane. It's like, well, you're just, you spent like the same time as what they've done now, arguing with somebody you've never met online about how your recipe for oh, filet of fish is better. <laughs> and, I, you know, that's something I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the, I'll say for the trigger of the week, but that's just what just makes me laugh is just how people are like. Boring cunts are boring so, cunts at the end of the day, Kev. Yeah. So fucking holier than thou. Yet, actually, when they look at themselves, they've probably made exactly the same mistake, but in a different way. Um, oh, we missed a... Uh, while we were on politics, we missed a politics. I think we've got two more, maybe two more points left before sport. Uh, yes, I think so, mate, yeah. Two or three, yeah. Let's head back to, uh, head back to the Houses of Parliament and just feast your ears on this. Mr Speaker, again, the question was when routine testing would start. And the chief executive, the chief executive of Care England, who knows what he's talking about, gave evidence yesterday that it hasn't. If the Prime Minister is disputing the evidence of the Select Committee, that's his own business. Order, order, order. Secretary of State for Health, please. I don't mind you advising the Prime Minister, but you don't need to advise the opposition during this. Uh, do you, sorry, do you want to leave the chamber? We're on maximum numbers. If you want to give way to somebody else, I'm more than happy. Okay, stop. When they uh, when they put this new uh, uh, chair, is it chair of the House Commons? They call the speaker. it the speaker. Sorry, when they put this new speaker in, he was kind of picked for the fact that he thought that 
the Conservatives thought they would get an easier ride from him. Yeah, it'd be compliant. Yeah, but I think he's finding his feet a little bit. Not Again, not politics experts, proper fair weather. I'm the sort of person who, like, you see these people who, like, think they're boxing experts every time there's a big fight on, but they watch, like, six fights a year. Yeah. I'm kind of like that with politics. I don't know what I'm on about 90% of the time, but just I just try and take a topical interest because, obviously, it has a bearing on our country. Um, so that's more just from what I've heard. But yeah, it's kind of ironic that the guy who was being t- telling people to watch their tone last week is now being told to watch his tone. Like a like a naughty little schoolboy as well, and the way he slumped in his chair like afterwards, you know he he feels like he's tiny, <laughs> which is great. It's just it's just like pantomimes, isn't it? It's like fucking baddies in pantomimes. It's just like get them in like. Looking the what is it the evil stepsister dresses and just be done with it. Get you know fucking a couple of them in a pantomime horse. Yeah, fucking Lucy Allen back end, <laughs> and just be done with it. And just kind of. What do you make of Keir Starmer or Sir Keir Starmer? Should I say? Well, they tried to out him as some sort of like Baron of the land. Yeah, this week, which again, like this sort of stuff, it just does my nut in with it all, and it's so toxic. It's, it's up there with like football Twitter, yeah. like politics is. Straight away, oh yeah, he's a multi-millionaire. Um, as if that's got some sort of slant on like what sort of person he is. But basically he bought some land 20 odd years ago for his mom's pony to live in. And just because of the area it was in, it's now actually like really valuable land. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's so he's from like, Surrey, isn't he? And he bought, yeah. bought the land immediately behind his, his mom and dad's house because his mom was... I think his mum's got a, an illness that was like reduced her mobility. But actually having yeah. the, having the ponies in the land behind the house was was like a, a good thing for her rather than him owning land for to profiteer. And and again, the newspapers, depending on where their loyalties lie, they can spin everything, aren't yeah. they? Because that's like a positive story. It's like anybody else would be like, oh, this this guy's you know. Calm has been great for this guy. He's, you know, he's helped his mom, his mom through right. a life-changing illness, and now he's profiting from it because he's, um, he's the land he bought is actually worth something, and it should be like a proper feel-good story. But because it doesn't fit the narrative of of what's going on, it's like, oh, this 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 land baron who owns X amount of million pounds worth of land is now your humble leader. Oh. He does. Uh, he is a world apart from Jeremy Corbyn. Like, he feels very much more sort of Tony Blair style of, uh, of politics, and he's he's like I think he's Queen's Council, so he's QC. And he's very like meticulous in his dissection of of the government at the moment, which they're sort of handing him on a plate anyway. But he seems like the right the right sort of component to stick it to stick it to the government really actually challenging them rather than just clashing heads for the sake of it he's actually holding them to account and sort of bringing them up on their their numbers and things like that yeah i think i think the corbyn thing it was almost like getting tony pullis in for six months wasn't it really it's like a safe pair of vans you know it'll organize the back four it'll give you a fighting chance of staying up but then if you want to push on and actually win something, you need to go and get somebody a bit more exotic. It's an odd one because very left-wing politics doesn't seem to have a place in, in British culture. 
which is a shame because the the sort of things that Corbyn was saying in in possibly idealistic view is benefit for everyone but i think Keir Starmer is probably more of a more of an electable candidate than than Jeremy Corbyn ever was so we might actually see see a shift back towards sort of central politics but at least there's there's two horses in the race again the thing for me as well with politics is this so like with Corbyn it was always a case of like it's great you oppose this this and this but then what do you actually stand for and I couldn't tell you anything he really stood for apart from the opposite of what everybody else was doing. And it was kind of like the whole sort of Brexit thing was like he was trying to, he was campaigning for Brexit. Then he was on the party that was having to oppose it. So then he had to change his, a bit like May did the opposite way. Yeah. And it was all a bit of a mess. And I just can't be, I can't be doing with all that. I think, this, the, I think cent, the centre's kind of, the, the reason the centre's, where it is is because it's the sweet spot in between the two sides. And yeah. I think that's where common sense lies a lot of the time. It's like, yeah, great. We don't want to let any Tom, Dick and Harry into this country, but why shouldn't we let people in who are like going to actually improve this country and do jobs? That, like, you know, we need 30,000 fruit pickers that we can't get because yeah. fucking Karen from Wensbury doesn't want to leave her fucking 14 kids on a Tuesday morning to go and rustle up some strawberries. Credit. Exactly. Yeah. But, but she wants, she wants, uh, Mr. Patel down the road to like piss off back where he came from. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. We live in such a strange country now. It's like we don't want anybody in our country, but then we don't want to do the jobs that are left behind by those people who have basically created industries. Like who? Like twenty years ago, a car wash was like a machine Mechanical. you go and drive through, ripped your aerial off. <laughs> it did. It, it mangled the top of your car like a tin opener. Um, <laughs> These days, you can go and get like a proper detailed service for thirty, forty pounds, um, and a lot of the time, they're by people who have come to this country with nothing, and they've like either joined somebody who owns a business, or they've gone and asked for a job, or set something up, and they've made a they've made a job for themselves. They're contributing tax. Yeah, there's probably a lot of them that aren't. Fair enough, but what's the problem with somebody co- like people talk about the American dream, and that was like the British dream, just coming here and earning a living. Yeah, and that's all a lot of people wanted to do, but then they've been told to leave the country by people who basically sit at home and watch this morning all day. Talking to people that sit at home and watch him this morning. And also, I think you mentioned Karen from Wensbury, didn't you? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was strangely close to this. Uh, is it Kelly from Birmingham? Is it Kelly, was it? I think it was. Let's play the clip. No, give me a number in your name. Where do you work? Yeah, for? No, 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 stop here. I've got every right. I'm in a public that's, that's place. I will record you. You're upsetting my six-year-old child with autism. She's what's going on? Bingo. Oh, tick, tick the boxes. Just come out of protection. Come with us to the car. Yeah, I will. You're telling me to legal for me to be at this beach when Boris Johnson has said that we can't, that you can. We're telling you the difference in Wales than it is in England. Right, so what beach can I go to, go to now then today? Uh, not in Wales, not not one, not a one. What do you mean? Breach the travel rates as regards to. So hundred percent, hundred percent. That's hundred percent. That is. That's hundred percent. So there's there's no way at all no that travel into Wales across the English. Oh, do you know I've been here three times before. Wow. 
So if you want to look at the original, Sean Willow on Twitter, at Sean, spelt S-H-A-U-N-W-I-L-L-O-92. Solid handle. You can have that. Yeah. Sean Willow. Uh, he's got the video posted, and he's also got the comments from Kelly Baker, who's the person who's uh, fucking yamming her way through that. Um, yeah, so obviously, again, a little bit a little bit more of a wrinkle in this whole lockdown situation is Wales is obviously still on full lockdown. Um, she's from Birmingham. Nearest coast is Barmouth. Issues. Um, it's the West Midlands on sea, isn't it, Barmouth? It is, yeah. Telford on sea, Barmouth. Um, so, yeah, just completely doesn't understand that Wales isn't in England. And this is what I mean about lowest common denominator. This is like literally a picture of it happening. Like when you start using terms like stay one bed, two fridges, three Land Rovers, fucking five gold rings, four calling birds away from people. <laughs> this is what happens. People start to like have to use their own common. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, if you just use common sense, you'll be fine. That's the problem. A lot of people in this country do not have common sense. It's been sparsely dished out, hasn't it? It has. It's something that a bit like COVID's rippled through the country, but hasn't affected everybody. <laughs> and unfortunately, the people you have to look after most are the people who haven't got common sense. So these government guidelines that, you know, you can tune into the news or go on Twitter or go on Facebook and see, they tend to be the people who just shop on those jewellery pages on Facebook. They don't go and look at what the government's next like next piece of advice is. <laughs> it needs to be clear. It needs to be obvious for these sorts of people. Otherwise, they will go to Barmouth because they think it's in England. To be fair to was it Kelly, yeah. it's easier to social distance on Barmouth Beach than it would have been anywhere else because all, all of the English beaches seem to be operating social closening. Very much so. Like, um, I don't think you could even get a tan on South End Beach because everyone else was in each other's way. <laughs> um, did you see any of the coverage of this on the news? Don't come to South End. It was, well, there was one woman there saying, oh, I can't believe how many people are here. Oh, fuck off. It's all, well, you're one of them, dickhead. Yeah, yeah, but I, I said I was coming here first and these are copied. <laughs> it was my idea and then everybody copied me. <laughs> Fucking idiots, man. Unbelievable. Um, the other little bit so fake showbiz news just want to keep an eye out for next week everybody um, release date of Ali Mir's biopic The Troublemaker pushed back to October 2021 director Martin Scorsese confirms so let's see if that makes any papers next week <laughs> um, one other thing I've seen this week as well is everyone's finishing their dissertations uh, so on Twitter there's like the new meme is like posting a picture of yourself holding it and then zooming in to sort of see what the dissertation is. Um, this has obviously been run with with people, and they're just coming up with all sorts of ri random, ridiculous titles. So probably my favourite this week was this this guy, um, Breakdancing Breen, at underscore Breen HU, change it. <laughs> this week he's gone for, so University of, the o University of Oxford paper, um, word count 12,148, 22nd of May, 2020. A thematic analyst, sorry, a thematic an analyst. <laughs> analysis. Analysis? Is that a word? Analysis. Do you know when you like see a word and it doesn't look like you're reading that's, proper that's words? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> a thematic analysis into the effects 
that the 2012 strike partnership of Demba Bar and Papis Sisse had on the African military commander Joseph Kony's <laughs> strategic deployment of troops through the Renwazi and Binwindi mountains. That's incredible. <laughs> if anyone has actually <laughs> written a paper along those lines, I would love to read it. Yeah, send it our way. I'll get onto that right after Business Secrets of the Pharaohs. <laughs> um, have we got time for this week's Fact of the Week? Go for it. Hang on, I'm, I might have a drop for that. Shut your funny! <laughs> okay. The sun's light travels 93 million miles to reach us, only to be outsmarted by curtains. <laughs> Love that. And that was this week's Fact of the Week. That's solid fact. Can we have the outro? Yeah, sure. the outro? Shut your funny! <laughs> for anyone who's wondering... One of our one of our infrequent hosts, Dan Vaughan, Kev, Kev's brother, has uh, has started his own YouTube account, uh, basically compiling all of his what I'd call cunt kills on Warzone. Yeah. So he basically just real cunty kills and then being a dick about it. So uh, if you want to go and watch that, what's what's his what's his username, Kev? I'll have to have a quick look, mate, and just double-check. Um, it's based around the 1990s TV show. So basically, there's a, there a TV show in the 90s called Treasure Hunt with uh, Annika Rice and Annabelle Croft, depending on whether you watch the earlier series or not. Um, and what they must have done is they must have rented the helicopters for them for 12 weeks. There must have been like a minimum rental on these helicopters because once the Treasure Hunt series finished, it was then overlapped by a program called The Interceptor, and it was basically laser tag in a helicopter. Uh, and there's a Scottish guy in a trench coat who just go went round trying to zap people. And basically they have like a, a a back like a metal backpack on with like laser tag targets on. And if this guy zaps them from the helicopter, when the guy oh, I didn't explain what they're actually doing with them. There's two people who are like ten miles apart in some sort of remote Surrey village. Um, and they have to basically try and get to each other within I think it was half an hour. Um once they meet up, they try and unlock the set, each other's suitcases. One has the keys for, or finds the keys for the yellow person, and the yellow person finds the keys for the blue person. They swap cases and try and unlock them, and then they get the money, basically. But the interceptor's going backwards and forwards between the two people to try and find them and zap them. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's based it's based loosely on that. You do have a few catchphrases, like, I zapped you, um, which is obviously, <laughs> as you just heard in the... Uh, in the intro there um i'm just trying to find i can't find so dan's uh dan's youtube is uh vaughny 1991 but i think if we search the interceptor and warzone it'll come up yeah uh I, I was hoping i'd padded for long enough to find it but i've watched quite a lot on youtube in the last few days so warzone warzone war cry is the latest video and it's by the interceptor four subscribers so let's see if we can get that to five by the end of the week <laughs> oh i've spotted you i tell you what i'm gonna zap ya <laughs> so that's our dan and that's basically an episode of the interceptor in 20 seconds <laughs> pretty much um so yeah, give it a watch. Let him know.
what you think. Should we, uh, should we quickly cover sport again then, mate? <laughs> Just for Stu Black, we're going to cover it in double time this time. Yeah, so um, I've had a deep dive into Wolfsburg. This <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I couldn't put myself through it. Talking of deep um, dives, you could, you could do yeah. this at one of the games. So, uh, as we know, there was, there was a few leagues restarted last weekend. Uh, FC Seoul in Korea have faced criticism for sparsely filling their stadium with, quotes premium mannequins, which it turns out is press release word in for sex doll. Uh, some of these premium mannequins were holding up banners that advertised X-rated websites, despite pornography being banned in South Korea. So that unbelievable. That's an own goal. They started on minus one that game, I think. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Um, FC Cincinnati as well this week have unveiled their new manager. Um, confusingly, first of all, at one point it looked like they'd appointed the Ajax manager. Um, but what they'd actually meant to have done is put up a picture of Yapstam, right? But obviously they've just they've obviously typed into Google "bald football manager" and just gone with the first image. Um, this has obviously resulted in hilarity with all the other MLS clubs, and they've been subtweeting them back saying "good luck Yap" and just posting various pictures from <laughs> Danny Mills to Hitman to Pitbull, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Worldwide. <laughs> basically, if you can think of a bald person, it's probably in that thread somewhere. Voldemort's in there. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of everything, really. Um, some sort of like anime light bulb man. <laughs> so it's kind of got a bit weird in places, but yeah, interesting. Premier League. But, uh, Premier League teams back to a small group training this coming week. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that, mate? Premier League coming back. Do you think it's too soon? Uh, my head says yes, but my heart says no. Get on with it. I I just want. Either it's it okay. You can either drag it out for fucking months and then eventually go. Oh, by the way, we're not playing the end of that season and just cause an unnecessary amount of aggro, or you cancel it now and cause cause the amount of aggro. But it just it happens now, or you get on with it and play the remainder of the season and there's no. There's no negative effect before starting next season. Like next season can begin without any caveats or asterisks at the start of the season. Yeah, it's like I've seen. I've seen like various people all request different ways of doing it. People have said we should just suspend it now because we've played X percent of the season and just award it based on what's happened. People have then said, well, that's not fair because X team have got to play the bottom three and X team. Yeah. I've got to play the top three, and that wouldn't be fair. I've seen people, some people say it should be on like average pe- uh, points per game. The Scottish Premier League, well, the Scottish leagues were decided on points per game, weren't they? Yeah, yeah I think that's got their ninth. a fair one, isn't it? Yeah, with, with Celtic, I think they're clear enough to make it fair for them. Um, there was, I was reading up on somebody done a bit of a deep dive into, I think it's Coventry League One. Yeah. Yeah. Something about, um, I think. Portsmouth uh, is it Portsmouth and Wickham right there's two two league one teams effectively one would drop out the playoffs yeah if they did it on points per game because they would get um more than the other team although the other team had a game in hand so they, that the other team had a game in hand so they would go into the playoffs okay but that game in hand was against Coventry who were top yeah possibly Coventry doing well 
yeah, it, it, the, the game in hand was basically against the best team in the league anyway. Yeah. Um, and then somebody else looked into it and said, well, based on their points per game and Coventry's points per game, that would mean that that game would have awarded three point two three points for that game. So how does that work? Right. Because you're awarding more points out of that game than there is available. Yeah. So there's some really strange sort of... I, th- I think whichever way you cut it, somebody's going to get stuffed by it yeah. and isn't going to be happy. And I think probably the next four months, all the all the... All the matches between teams are going to be in the courts. Yeah, potentially. over like X team sue X team because they were in the playoffs when they should have been in the playoffs, and or the FA. Whether the FA deal with that, I don't know, but it just feels like there's going to be so many lawsuits that come fall out from this because the seasons are. Look, I don't understand what the deadline is. Like, like you said, mate. Like, what? Either, either like draw a line under it and we start again in September. Yeah. And we just go on what's what's done up to now, like you would a game of football that's been played more than three quarters. Yeah. Or, or just carry on as soon as it's safe to re- resume. So. Yeah, and just have a, tw- a nineteen twenty twenty one season. Yeah, and you just yeah you just extend it over the next twelve months, and then, um, it just like every or I guess then the legal thing about contracts of people's contracts who expire in July or June. What happens then in terms of? I think you like if there was a point at which you're coming back, and there's then going to be a massive gap between the end of this regular seat or the end of that extended season, and then the postseason tournaments. Then there's scope to create some some sort of competitive competition in the in the interim. Whether that's like logistically viable, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. But like that that's the way I think would work best is that you you complete this season it covers that length of time and then there's a an additional competition in the in the interim that essentially sees out players contracts or fills that gap in players contracts so that they're still getting paid and teams are still able to make revenue during that that period yeah and i think um it's interesting to hear from the players as well. Like, like Deeney's come out this week and said he can't get a haircut till July, but he's expected to go and win headers in a box with nineteen other lads. I mean, if I was Troy Deeney, I'd have grown a fringe years ago, like all the way down to my chin. <laughs> it's, um, it's like again, like I try not to go on football Twitter too much because it's so toxic. Um, but like this, again, everybody's got an opinion on it. Yeah. Like everyone's got like a different different opinion. Some are like, well, they're paid to entertain us. We need entertaining. It's kind of like, well, yeah, but they are people at the end of the day, mate. Yeah. Like they're not just dance like monkey. It is very much like that. I think some people see it as I think it's yeah, certain sections of the Chelsea crowd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the home end. They they, they drop the word dance. It's um it's a tough one, to be fair, mate. It's a tough one. Um, we've got a... Um, oh, there's one other story which we missed, mate, from the the normal section I just wanted to cover. Okay. Was um, the son going after Steve Coogan. Right. Whose son? For, uh, pardon, sorry? Whose son? Um, the, the, the Spurs winger. That's what <laughs> I'm going to have in this. He's gone That's after That's why he's in the sport. He's lunged in and got booked. A bit like his tackle early in the season. Yeah. 
And to be fair, it's like he's such a strange player because he looks like the nicest bloke on earth, but he picks up quite a few red cards for like and overzealous tackles. He's a trained killer now. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, even though we got away with his uh, t- time to serve, he's uh, he's still he'll still he'll rip your face off. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just trying to find the the post. I don't like reading anything from the sun anyway. Right, that was only a screen grab. I'd never, I'd never click through to it. I'd never give them ad rev. And no, I wouldn't give them a fucking penny. I wouldn't, give them a, I wouldn't piss on them if I was on fire. <laughs> but yeah, in a in a nutshell, um, they've gone after him for furloughing his staff. I think he's got like a gardener, right? And another member of staff, a housekeeper, and he's furloughed a couple of staff, and he's worth. Uh, somebody's had a look into it and done the done the, the done the figures. He's He's worth twelve million pounds, which yeah, fair enough. Okay, two staff, yeah, not great if he's put a couple of people yeah. on furlough. If he's worth twelve million, those numbers are always a bit distorted though, because you you see um, uh, Lewis Capaldi where he's like quote tweets somebody said he's worth like eight million or whatever, and he's like, oh, I wish, uh, I wish I'd seen some of this money, sort of yeah. thing. Like it's kind of like it, it's it's just such a guesstimate. Yeah, big time. Um. But yeah, so the, but the thing is, is basically the Sun and the News UK, you own the Sun and the Times, have asked staff to volunteer for unpaid leave or to reduce their working hours to cope with the pandemic. Rather than furlough them. Yeah, oh, well, so well like, done, that's worse. <laughs> and they're worth, obviously, Rupert Murdoch's net worth is £13 billion. Yeah. So like they're slagging off Steve Coogan for doing something that the they're doing well themselves. well within his rights too. Yeah. Um, and they're worth like, exponentially more than what he's worth and making making their employers foot the employees foot the bill yeah it just makes it's a bit like Howell Chipman going after Gary Barlow for being a bit of a cunt <laughs> ironically though Shipman has killed fewer old people this year than the government <laughs> so you know peaks and troughs um, obviously Wednesday as well so hot 27 degrees oh yeah to yeah, it was boiling. Did you get out in the sun much? No. No. <laughs> um, you, to be fair, mate, you didn't miss much, man. I was out there sweating sweating my tits off. I wish I was Prince Andrew, mate. <laughs> Bone dry. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, so I derailed that section, but back to sports. So, yeah, we, we've covered off Cincinnati. We haven't covered off the one team that are doing, basically, they're combining Zoom calls and football and I'm just going to quickly try and find <laughs> who it is, who they are again. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite, it's an interesting idea because the idea is that they're going to put like a big screen in the home end, big screen in the away end and have fans on the screen where you can just dial. I think I'm not sure whether you have to pay or whether you just dial in, dial in, look at me. And I'm loaded. Um, Hello. <laughs> so it's a Danish team. AGF Aarhus will play in front of fans through the world's first virtual grandstand via zoom. Weird. 22 different sections to choose from. Um, so the guy who's tweeted this is Danny Michalik, which is at D-M-I-C-H-A-L-L-I-K. Keep it. Which is a good solid, ha- yeah, good solid handle, that. Um, the actual screen grabs look quite good, but you just know it's not going to look anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, have a have a squint at that and see what you think. Begs the question, a- will the old boys be wanking on this? 
Like if you, you, you're through on goal, you look up and you're like, oh my word. <laughs> Some Scottish pensioners just, <laughs> just tugging on his rancid meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that's quite an interesting one. Yeah, I'm not sure if they, they're, they're charging. Football is back in Denmark, the world's first virtual grandstand. I think that's a way of clubs, obviously. If you, you've, as a club, you probably want to be avoiding refunding a proportion of uh, season ticket sales because it's probably money that you've already committed elsewhere. So if there's a way of perhaps maintaining the experience for season ticket holders so that they feel like they're more inclined to not ask for that money back, then I guess that's a uh, not a bad business idea to go with. Yeah, and I've just had a quick quick uh, look through the article. Yeah, it's the tickets are free as well. Oh, right. Um, it will be a kind of virtual stadium to which you pick up a free ticket, and as the match begins, you gather with those who have a ticket to the same virtual grandstand section. There'll be 22 sections, just like a reg, reg, regular football stadium. Um, but yeah, it's all just done virtually. Interesting. Yeah, quite an interesting uh, concept. Will, Again, it's a bit like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, will the audio from the Zoom call be played over the tannoy so like the, play, the players can hear like John in his living room? Oh, you're fucking useless! <laughs> and just kids cry, like kids crying <laughs> in the background and stuff, like like all these other Zoom calls, <laughs> and just the kettle boiling and yeah. stuff. As long as it all merged into like a, a, a wall of noise, I think that would be quite effective. You're on mute. <laughs> yeah just like the little red thing in the corner keeps flashing people keep raising what'd be great is you know you get that raise hand feature <laughs> is if you do like a Mexican, Mexican wave, wave like raise hand features <laughs> yeah, brilliant I'd be into that um, only a m- couple more things for me mate first of all um, it's getting a bit sort of it, it's interesting but it's getting a bit too much now like Jamie Carragher's um, football team challenges yeah it's like we're probably about two weeks away from him asking you to come up with a, an 11 made up of under-21 South Americans who play pool left-handed. <laughs> it's like getting there. I think he's running out. But there's a good one that popped up this week, which was people born on your birthday. Yeah. Um, I've not managed to find a full team. I've managed to find some players. How about you? Well, I, uh, I got the wrong end of the stick here and uh, looked up just just famous people with my birthday so I'm uh, unfortunately I'm stuck with the stroke partnership of Russell Crowe and Jackie Chan but I do think there's there's that classic little and large partnership there so we might be all right it's um it's it's got it's an interesting dynamic um like a kung fu martial artist and a racist <laughs> take your pick which one's which <laughs> I, I, um, a couple of notable so 7th of April is is my birthday put it in your diaries send your cards to number 6 <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah I'll, I'll look forward to receiving those so a <laughs> couple of notable standouts in mine are Frank Ribéry and nice. William Cavallo the uh, Portuguese international not bad, not but bad. who could resist the midfield partnership of Michael Tung and Brad Ring? <laughs> it gets better. I've got... Cr- Tung, so you've got Tong Ring as your centre midfielder. I've got Tong Ring as my centre midfielders. 
and uh, playing out the playing out with Christian Fuchs from behind. <laughs> there was a feature on fantasy football um, back in the day with Bedell and Skinner, where they did like players at the World Cup. I think it was World Cup '94. Yeah. And they had Philippe Koku and Jürgen Kohler, so Coca-Cola. But then they had a Bulgarian player, and I think he was a German, and it was Bigari Ars. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, send us in your favourite football combinations for next week. I don't know what on all the socials. So, uh, what what was your squad then, mate, or your limited squad? I struggled with a full squad, mate. Your five-a-side team. I've got a decent five-a-side oh, team. I've we'll got right a then. keeper, so we'd have to play rush keeper. That's fine. Um, I've got Campo. yeah. Davy Classen, mm-hmm. uh, Samaras, oh. Phil Jones, and Riyad Mahrez. Fucking, hell, you got some ballers in there, and Phil Jones. Yeah, so it's not too bad. I've also got a few other players which I'm not really too up with. Um, Federico Fernandez, right? Gara Dembele. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be any Dembele then. <laughs> there's a lot of them. And Josh Walker, who I think plays in. Uh, I think he played for Middlesbrough as a youngster, right. um, but didn't really do a huge amount. So yeah, a, you know, a, a, a mediocre team. Um, there is a correct answer for this game, though. <laughs> what what berth is that? Um, I'm just trying to find my favourites on my phone because I took a screenshot of it because it was it was silly. It was like the guy had that much flair. He even put like, oh, and I've got a manager as well. <laughs> so this is the team. So. The, the 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 correct date is the fifth of February. So if you're born on the fifth of February, congratulations. Well done. Um, Puente in goal. Yeah. Defence of Coluca, De Vridge, Maldini, and Van Bronckhorst. <laughs> Midfield of Fern- Manuel Fernandez, Yanazai, and Hadji. Nice. And then the front three of Neymar, Tevez, and Ronaldo, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, and and Sven Goran Eriksson as your manager. All oh, right. That's winning Serie A. Yeah, yeah. Any day of the week. Yeah, nothing else because of Sven, but it's winning. <laughs> it's winning Serie A. Yeah, if if you've got a if you have a look at your if birthdays, you've got a birthday. if you think if you've got a birthday, well done. First of all, <laughs> and secondly, have a look at the players. See what you think. See if you can beat that team. That front three is going to take some beating, yeah, but maybe you've got that. a slightly better defence. Yeah, I think there's there's room for improvement in mid midfield as well. There. Yeah, not really. Like Yana's eye just flamed out, really, didn't he? Hadji's class. Thing is, Fernandez. If you Fernandez, you think is like going to win the Ballon d'Or off five games? If you listen to Man United football Twitter, but the uh, yeah, without front three, you don't need anything else. If they're banging them goals in, yeah. If Keegan could manage that team, <laughs> four threes every week, yeah, be all over it. Right then, mate. Shall we, uh, we move on? Have a look at the uh, the plug hole. Oh, not the plug hole yet, mate. Trigger of the week. Got some rates and slates to hit first, bro. Sounds good. I don't mind going first if you if you need a little bit. Of, yes, mate. A little bit of time. So my rate for this week is the emotive power of Gordon Ramsay's forehead. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> lockdown's been weird and Hayley and I have been watching quite a bit of uh, Kitchen Nightmares USA and it, brilliant. honestly we've watched enough of it now that you can tell the level of pleasure or displeasure by counting the ridges on his forehead 
the uh, the Ramsey Ridges, as I like to call them. <laughs> Fantastic. You got a you got a rate for me, mate. What I just want to know what the scale looked like. So is it, like how high can the scale go? So like if he's like if he's just had like somebody deliver the lamb sauce to him on time, and it tastes good, it's smooth. Oh, it's completely smooth. Uh, let's not say completely. Uh, that'd be one ridge. Yeah, and then if he's like if he's non-stick fuming, <laughs> then he's you know an oscilloscope like the, the waveforms of sound. It looks like that. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> if if you can find the the waveform of this, <laughs> that's what his head looks like. Amazing, absolutely loving it. Um, to be fair, mate, there's nothing really that stands out this week, but <laughs> I do like the post. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say shit because this guy could have been in that situation if he hadn't been. A little bit more careful. It's not you on NHL last night. <laughs> <laughs> I did struggle um, in more ways than one. Um, but just this guy who's rocked into a supermarket and basically just gone onto the public address system. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. It's just, uh, I bet that's quite cathartic. I saw that via via a different source earlier in the week. It was a, a friend that had worked in a supermarket and regretted his whole time of being there for not doing that. He said he'd, he'd abused his power on numerous occasions, but never quite as triumphantly as that. The reverb yeah, on definitely. it's incredible. <laughs> like it's, it's a raspy <laughs> fart to begin with, but the way it fucking bellows through the supermarket... <laughs> It sounds like it does sound like it's going aisle by aisle. <laughs> it's like num 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 num. Right. It's like when Bart Simpson puts all the uh, yeah. megaphones together. All the bullhorns together, yeah. <laughs> Slates again, then, mate. Just the two of us once again. So I think we're both winning. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So let's see if we can extend our leads at the top to two nil. <laughs> two two nil 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 nil. Uh, some I'm slating video game data size this week. Oh yes, great so job! Twice I had the misfortune of being stuck with your brother-in-law <laughs> while your game was installing. <laughs> <laughs> Not your brother, your brother-in-law. Oh right, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is a misfortune being stuck with your brother because I, I come off the PlayStation and my eardrums are in tatters. Uh, but have we got to the point where your console can only have two games on it because the the data files are that big Uh, to be fair if you bought a uh, launch console which is like 500 meg meg, the the latest update of Modern Warfare pushed it over 200 gigabytes yeah so yeah, like you say, if you had the launch version, the five hundred gig, then you've only got space really for then two shit games. Yeah, or like a big Rockstar game, like a yeah. Red Dead or a GTA or something. Yeah, if you had Warzone and GTA on your console, you, you're going to have to have an external drive, like you, in order to play any other game, because otherwise you're having to delete 
delete them from your console essentially to play any other game and then you'd have to wait like you did this week for NHL it took like three nights for you to be able to play it yeah it just installed so slowly like the download didn't take that long it was just the install um, I think EA did have a bit of an issue with it I was having a look apparently it's a notorious thing with NHL on for some reason like I, I, I typed it in like NHL 20 install taking ages into Google and there was like every year there was like an issue like NHL 15 NHL 16 like at one point during the the year somebody would have like an install issue um so whether it's because it's the end of the season and they've just I, I don't I don't know how it all works to, but yeah, there's definitely something going on which wasn't helping anyway um but yeah it is like you say it's just ridiculous mate like you just want to play the game like I'm not a massive tech whiz by any stretch of the imagination and I can only go on what I've heard, but apparently if somebody at Infinity Ward could be bothered to compress the files properly, it wouldn't take up half as much room as it does. Right. Um, I don't know how true that is. It's obviously just a statement I've read online and it could be by somebody who's claiming to be clever about this sort of thing and isn't. Yeah. Um, But that would be really annoying if somebody just hasn't compressed a file properly to... I think you could, like... I I moan about it, but the the two hundred gig for uh, Modern Warfare does seem semi justified. Like from the the gameplay point of view, through to the like the landscapes on it are stunning. Uh, we've both got PS4 Pros on 4K TVs, and it is incredible. But at the same time, it's like every time there's an update, you have to wait an hour hour or more to be able to play the game. It, just sort of takes away the the enjoyment somewhat you think like you get to a point in your life where time's time's more precious no not because we're we're expecting death anytime soon it's like adult life gets in the way of playing video games so you you sort of treasure that that time a little bit more and you have to wait an hour to play something yeah it's like 10 years ago you'd be you'd be sort of following the FIFA Facebook, because it's probably a little bit early for, for Twitter, but you'd be yeah. following the FIFA Facebook page thinking, as soon as they say there's a, an update dropped, I'll be on, I'll get it, start getting it downloaded. Yeah. Um, or you'll think, oh, well, I'll go on about five o'clock and I'll be on all night. So that just means five till six when I'm having my tea, I won't be able to play it. Yeah. And then I'll be on from six till like the early hours. But like you say, when you get a bit older, that window closes a bit and... You know, if you if you do it eight till eight till twelve, you know you've lost you've lost twenty five percent of your gaming time just waiting for an install. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I just think the casual gamers getting a bit left behind now, and probably yeah, need to look. Like we, we we picked up a switch the other week, um, and and like Animal Crossing's like thirty two gigabytes, and it's in and it's done, and yeah. you're playing it, and it's it's obviously a completely different beast to to Warzone, but it's. You know, it's a game with infinite potential as to what you can do. You can, you know, I've seen a guys build Barnsley kits in it. Um, there's people who are building NFL kits and they're redesigning islands. And, you know, there's, there's so much stuff you can do in it for like such a small game size. Yeah. And then you look and think, well, actually, fair enough with Modern Warfare, you've got like two games, like effectively it's two games in one. You've oh, got yeah. like a battle royal game and you've got a story game and you've probably got a multiplayer game. So you could argue it's three. Yeah. But still, it's taken up. It's taking up half your console space. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is which is a bit ridiculous, but yeah, it's 
it's not sustainable, is it, long term? If they keep adding updates of 20, 30 gig, yeah. how long is it before literally you've got COD on your console and that's it? Yeah, it's just a, a big COD operating system, basically. Just a big COD on your console, <laughs> just flapping away, <laughs> floundering. What are you slating there, mate? I've, I've got a few, mate, so I'm going to be really ke- clever and put it all under social media um, usage. Just because this week you shared a post from somebody who you know who's like put on LinkedIn, oh, like uh-huh. a bit of a humble brag. I can't even remember what the original thought of the post was, but the idea is to, oh, I was meant to be in, I won't, I won't say the place in case it's sort okay. of um, let you know it's that. Let it be known, day. Johnny Black don't like you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, um, if you kind of like putting your calendar on a social media site, um to sort of like look how busy i am yeah like just make sure it holds up under scrutiny <laughs> so yeah fair enough put circle that you go into america and you should be in america now if, if it wasn't for for the rona but then don't put an hour in to add email signature to your email <laughs> especially from like half 12 to half one because that's lunchtime yeah eat lunch then yeah don't put that uh, in a calendar either. You should not like. You should know when to eat lunch. Also, twelve till twelve fifteen, twelve to twelve thirty. I can't quite tell with the lines. LinkedIn post. Like that's a whole other world of things. It's essential that I update my followers on LinkedIn about how much of an insufferable cunt I am. Like it just screams of like. It. This is a, the state of LinkedIn type post. This one is. Here's my thought for the day. Fuck off, no one gives a shit what fucking fake inspirational bollocks you've stolen off the internet. Yeah, so so that that that's part of it. The other part is somebody pick, put a picture of a, a car that was on a path and said, basically, if you keep parking here, I'm going to scratch it. <sighs> and I just kind of played devil's advocate with it and sort of went down the lines of, oh, this could be a care worker's car. And they've just dumped it there because there's like an elderly member of the public in distress yeah, uh, and then people will pipe back up saying, "Oh, it doesn't give them the right to block the the pavement up." Um, so, well, yeah, fair enough, it doesn't. But if that was your nan who'd had a fall, would you be like, you know, would you be happy sat in the hospital thinking, "Well, yeah, he did get his tape measure out and make sure he conformed to the 1980 Highways Act <laughs> when uh, when he was parking up just to sort of check somebody who's you know fucking gone bobsledding down some stairs? Um, we know someone so, yeah. would do that. To be fair. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's various other ones as well. Somebody's been like robbing fruit and veg boxes, um, and and basically it's like trial by Facebook again for that. Which to be fair, it worked in that case because uh, I think she got absolutely hammered and actually paid up. So fair oh, play right. to the company who did it. Um, somebody somebody piped up saying, "Oh, this is very unprofessional. I wouldn't do this with my haircutting business." It's like no, well, you can't steal a fucking haircut, can you? <laughs> that's exactly the point, mate. <laughs> Um, I did say, because to be fair, the woman who's done it looks like a right mess. I did put, I hate bareface liars. And no, I haven't used the incorrect hominin because I've spelled B-E-A-R. <laughs> I haven't Good. used the incorrect homonym. I mean, she has a face like a bear. <laughs> but I was hoping I might get a few bites on this, but nothing. Um, somebody else has put, my my pet hate is using his instead of he's. Mm. Um, it was in like a... In, in relation to a post where somebody's found a dog, uh, found a dog, his limping, his he's limping. really friendly. 
Um, and rather than think, oh, somebody's actually taken a dog in, somebody's picked up on the fact that they've used the incorrect grammar. Yeah. Um, again, I've just put my pet eight is when they shit and you can't find it. <laughs> Which is, it is, to be fair. It's just horrible, isn't it? It's annoying. I can smell it, but I can't find it. <laughs> um, and again, like Telford Sales this week, full of people putting up live videos to all sorts of things. Want to share the live to like some sort of like sting operation <laughs> uh, where they've caught somebody who's what been was talking to done? kids online. <laughs> or as he's now known, the police. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I've, I've just put on there, if anyone's interested, I've got a second-hand sofa for sale on the Pedophile Hunter Facebook page because it just <laughs> seems like it's all merging into one now. So, yeah, yeah, it's just right. like use, use the internet properly. It, the internet should be like the toilet. Like you get in, you do your business and you get out. Flush it. Yeah. That's the flush is the equivalent of the delete history. (laughs) 100%. Um, Well, we're both, we're both in again this week. That's excellent. Go team. Great to hear. Show us your plug on. Very apt. We've we've hit the plug hole with nothing to plug. Perhaps I've got. I tell you what, we'll we'll plug with with the Rona limiting our ability to record stuff in person. We're uh, we're using a service called Clean Feed, which is allowing us to have better than Skype audio quality and connection to uh to be able to record this so i'm I'm gonna give a give a shout out to clean feed they're fucking incredibly reasonably priced for the quality of the the product that they offer so props to them them boys good stuff mate good stuff um again for me it's purely dan's youtube channel because i think i think there's going to be some absolute gold on there uh, the Interceptor, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, kills and stuff on there. So, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing and you're just like watching Dan make videos, I think <laughs> he's new to like this sort of tech. He's not really a techie kind of guy. No, he's, not, he's, more, like, he's more like a uh, hammer and club sort of guy. 100%. Like, he'll, he could probably build you a car from like dust. <laughs> it but, wouldn't like, work. Yeah, it wouldn't work, but you'd have a laugh doing it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so he's he's like editing all the videos and stuff himself as well. It looks looks bob on. So yeah, uh, yeah it's worth worth a look. See what he's up to. I think as uh, as this sort of lockdown continues and and becomes longer and longer, it's becoming more and more important to sort of support independent businesses. So uh, I think we'll give give our boys Johnny and Jack a, a shout out and. So if you go and support the handsome devils dot club for uh, some sick garms and hair products, I don't I don't know if they're shipping at the minute, but give them a give them some love, and then when we're allowed back out, you can go and get your hair cut at the handsome devils shop in Dawley in Telford. Oh, so you're okay giving out some addresses then, are you? <laughs> they're a business, mate. Okay, that's fine. Well, you are, aren't you? <laughs> talk, talk, do you want to plug your business, mate? 
yeah we can plug my business again so if you want anything recording listen to last week's episode about the same point i told you how to do it so there we go <laughs> what i'd like to plug mate that sounds good but what i'd like to plug is just a new feature um i've been seeing on facebook this week people have been sort of reminiscing over the uh tv burp yeah uh, harry hill content and some of it is brilliant looking back on it there's only one, one way to find out <laughs> one way, one thing i always used to enjoy on it was the most something 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 of the week yeah um and the, and the lack of context normally around those um so I've, I've got one for us this week mate okay i've got the most interesting comment in the house of comments of the week <laughs> are you ready for it i'm ready mate i'm ready We'll come up with it. We'll get Dan to do us a jingle for next week. Yeah. But here we go. Yelling fucking Tory cunt. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that was it. That was in the House of Commons. Yes. It was tweeted by Tits McGee <laughs> at Scient It's. <laughs> Scient It's. Yes. S C I E N T I T S. Keep it. Yeah, keep that. Very much keep it. So, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that feature. We'll get a drop made for that and we'll 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 bring that back next week. Brilliant. That's uh, that's everything from me, pal. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that wraps it up for me, mate. Let's let's cut it, shut it and send it out. Yeah, get in touch on the socials, boys. At Dunno What. Wow, and girls as well. Yes, girls and listen as well. Yeah. Uh, Sam it, Smith, get in touch. If you've only got half an ear, you're welcome as well. Pardon? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> uh, rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this. It does help. It does massively. And we'll see you again next week. Well, we won't see you, obviously, because unless it's from two metres away and there's only one of you and one of us. and th- Unless my three fridges come in the post. Oh, yeah, you can say three... F- so, could... Could you stay more than three fridges away and two of you meet? Oh, it's, just, it's too fucking much. Bye. <laughs> if, I was, if I was three fridges away from somebody, I'd feel a bit frosty. <laughs> Do you have to eat your way through the fridges before you can see them? Because oh, I'm up for it. I'm try. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I say that what? Shut your fanny! Yeah! Yeah!